Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. So as we continue to think about today's daily word, let's focus on that centering thought. Kindness is the language of my heart. If you feel comfortable, close your eyes and just focus on that heart space. Kindness is the language of my heart. There is but one presence and one power in the universe, God, the good, omnipotent. And that God has many names, but today I call that name love because I'm focusing on that heart space, but I know that I am a symbol of love. I am a light bearer of love. I am made in the image and likeness of love. Therefore, this love will manifest in all that I say, all that I do, and all that I am. And as the daily word describes it, today it will manifest as kindness. Kindness is the language of my heart. I seek to be kind in all that I say, all that I do, and all that I am. This kindness manifests when I see people, I smile, I say, how are you? How may I be of service to you? My kindness extends beyond self. I am kind to people who look different than me, who speak different from me, who walk different from me, who love different from me. Kindness is who I am. I am a child of God, therefore I am kind. It is who I am, it is my natural nature. As we go through this earthly experience, there are times when it may seem difficult to be kind, but I stop, I go within, I connect to my true self, my inner self, and all is well, and I know that I can be kind in all things and through all things because I am a child of God. Today I give a special attention of kindness and send love to all of those in Florida who have been impacted by the Hurricane Ivan. We see them whole, we see them healthy, we see them complete, but we see them with wisdom and spiritual understanding as they go forth and to, to overcome their present challenges. We know that there will be an outpouring of love, and I will do what I can do to send love to them. It may be in a check. It will definitely be in a prayer. It may be in kind words, but I will do what I can do to send them love and wholeness and peace. Kindness is the language of my heart. And so it is, and so it shall always be. Amen. Amen. 
So now we will have our statement of being. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And we'll follow that by our growth statement. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuaries, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world. And so it is. At this time, you know that I'm not Reverend Kelly because I'm not sure what to do next. Let me look. You're going to sing. Thank you. <laughs> One, two, three, four. In a world full of hate, be a light. 
So, am I on? Good. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on. I've got a message today. The message is that we're standing on a bridge. We are standing on a bridge. And of course, a bridge is a metaphor, right? It's a metaphor for crossing over from here to there, from our smallness to our greatness, from our I can't to our I can. And the bridge to get us there is called faith. So faith is our topic. And I know you've heard about faith from this pulpit many times before. But I'm hoping after today you'll understand faith a little bit more as a spiritual practice, as a muscle that we can use and exercise in the world. Because we are standing right now on a bridge. So three things I want to talk about. First is, these are all questions, what is faith? Secondly, how are we using our faith as individuals? And then thirdly, how are we expressing our faith as unity of Farmington Hills? So the first question is the definition of faith. And I looked up um, all kinds of different definitions, but the one that spoke most to my heart was written by an East Indian poet named Tagore. And he says this, faith is the bird that feels the light and sings while the dawn is still dark. Wow. Faith is the bird that feels the light and sings while the dawn is still dark. And I love that because it's a metaphor for perceiving that light, that energy, that power of God, and then taking authentic action, no matter the circumstances. It's another definition. Unity truth seekers know this one. It comes from the revealing word by Charles Fillmore, who is one of our co-founders. He says this. He says, faith is the perceiving power of mind and he uses a capital M, that's important, he uses a capital. So faith is the perceiving power of mind linked with the power to shape substance. And I would suggest this is very similar to Tagore, just a different metaphor. When he says perceiving power of mind, capital M, that's perceiving that power of light, that power of God linked with the power to shape substance. And substance is that potential, that energy of God that is everywhere present. And who has the power to shape that? Who has that power? We do. We do. You and me. So very much to go, like Tagore, it is sensing the power of mind and taking our authentic action, regardless the circumstances. Third definition of faith, really, comes from Jesus' teachings. And he didn't just teach it, he modeled it. He used that muscle. He taught that muscle. 
In all of the healing stories, he references faith. So when the blind man was healed, he said, your faith has made you well. The woman who was bleeding and ill for 12 years, who just touched the hem of his garment and was healed, he turned to her and he said, your faith has made you well. The centurion who came to him and said, his servant is dying, please come. Jesus didn't go. He said, it is done according to your faith. See, Jesus didn't say, I have the power. <laughs> I have this special dispensation. I'm ordained. I got credentials here. No, he said, your faith has made you well. Which comes to our second question. How are we, you and I, using our faith today? Because for me, it really doesn't matter what Jesus said, what Tagore says, what Charles Fillmore says. What matters is how we are living our beliefs, our practices today. So the question becomes, how are we using our faith to transform our lives? A relationship that needs healing into wholeness. From our addictions into freedom from our sense of lack and poverty to abundance and generosity. How are we using our faith? Because right now, we are standing on a bridge. So I know many of us have bridge stories where we have crossed over that bridge, and I'd like to share one of my crossing over stories. And this was the bridge to becoming a minister, which I did kicking and screaming. So it starts about 17 years ago, and I was invited to um, an, a job interview at Unity Church of Overland Park. And I'd come from Houston for this job interview, and the board president, uh, vice president, said to me, do you want to go to the village? I was there for a weekend. And I thought, the village, is that a shopping center or something nearby? <laughs> and she said, Unity Village. I said, Unity Village is, is near here? She said, yeah, it's just 20 minutes away. I had no idea. I was in Houston. I'd heard about Unity. I saw the pretty pictures in the calendar. I'd seen it in the books. And here it was 20 minutes away. So it's like, darn right, I'll go to Unity Village. A lot better than shopping. <laughs> Who's been to Unity Village before? Go. You will never forget, right? coming off that ramp, the 350, and you see the tower in the distance, I'll never forget it. And I will never forget walking in the underground towers. All the buildings are connected. And you feel this energy. I felt this energy like I'd been there before, like I belonged. And I knew that if I was to take this job. If I was offered this job, I was supposed to say yes. I just knew. But what I didn't know is when I said yes, I'd have the privilege of meeting people like you, 
that I had the extraordinary honor of working with your board and your leadership team, your folks who are amazing. Give your board and leadership a hand. They're extraordinary. But that's the thing about faith. You don't have to figure it out. It's not anything you have to figure out up here. You just say yes and commit. And the power of God, energy, comes forth to present you things in ways you could never imagine, support you in ways you could never imagine. So there I was. They offered me the job. I said yes. Then I started taking these spiritual education enrichment classes, right? LUTs, licensed unity teachers. Um, but I still wasn't sure about this minister thing. And I'm not really a classroom guy. Like, that was hard for me in class all day yesterday. <laughs> so I would go out on breaks, and they had this beautiful courtyard. And I'd walk around the courtyard, and I'd hop up on the benches, and they had beautiful trees and rose gardens and fountains. Gorgeous. And I'm there on the breaks. And I come back to class on one of my breaks, and one of my classmates says, isn't it great that they repaired the Bridge of Faith? I said, cool, where's the bridge of faith? And they said, in the middle of the courtyard, over the fountains. Yeah. And I knew what I was supposed to do. All those times, I had never crossed that bridge. So that day after class, I went to the bottom of those, that little, there's not steps, there's a few steps, but it's a bridge then. And I walked up, and I stood at the top, and I just let go. I just cried. Just let go. Tears of, of release, of surrender, of not needing to be perfect anymore, not having to be right, not having to figure it out, to let go all the unworthiness, and just say, maybe, maybe, God can use me in ways I can't imagine myself. Maybe. And that was my crossing over and saying yes. And I know you've all had your crossing over times. You've all had those experiences. And I want to tell you we're standing on a bridge today for sure. See, traveling the bridge of faith is an inside job. It's a personal journey. It's not changing anything out there. It's an inside job. It's a transformation of letting go, dying to what was, what no longer serves, and allowing that power of God to resurrect us in ways we cannot imagine from the inside out. It's very much like the story of the caterpillar that transforms to the butterfly. Smiles. I know, I used to smile too. I thought, oh, that's so beautiful, beautiful. But we've done those transformations, and I've done the research, and it's not just beautiful. It's not sweet and nice. It's messy, it's uncomfortable, it's a death and a resurrection. So let me tell you what happens when the caterpillar transforms to the butterfly. So, when the caterpillar is wrapped up in the chrysalis, what scientists call imaginal cells are formed within the caterpillar's own biological makeup. The caterpillar's immune system doesn't recognize the imaginal cells 
and it starts to have this inside battle within the very chemical makeup of the caterpillar. In essence, the caterpillar is struggling for its health, for its life. And it might beat a cell and say, yes, I'm winning. I'm going to be fine. I'm a strong caterpillar. I can do this. I'll be the best caterpillar. But then there's another cell and another cell and another and another until it's fighting for its very life, the only life it has ever known. And have you been like that? I have. The only relationship we've ever known, or the only job we've ever known, or the only church or way of doing church we've ever known, trying to hang on. But here's the good news. That caterpillar surrenders and becomes complete and total mush, nothingness. And the good news is from this nothingness emerges something so uniquely beautiful and extraordinary, the caterpillar would have had no idea it was to be. This is not a caterpillar that has grown a couple of wings or put lipstick on, right? This is a total death and transformation. So the animal that went in, that caterpillar, had 18 legs, and the creature that comes... 10 legs. The creature that walks out has only six legs. The creature that walked in was an eating machine. It's primarily a huge digestive tract. Its job is to eat, eat, devour its environment, much like our society today. Whereas the butterfly has practically no digestive tract at all. Really hard to identify. And whereas the caterpillar is sexless, it has no sex organs. The butterfly, in essence, is one giant flying sex organ. <laughs> its whole purpose is to co-create, create, create, versus devour, devour, devour. So when we talk about crossing over that bridge, there is a death to what no longer serves and a resurrection to something we cannot even imagine. We can't. But I'm here to tell you, we're meant to fly. We're meant to fly. So I believe Unity of Farmington Hills also is on this extraordinary bridge. With a lot of churches, a lot of religious organizations, we've been in decline for 20 years prior to COVID. 20 years consistently. Six to 10,000 churches would close every year. And for every four that close, only one opens. So this is not new. The kids, the young ones have not been as interested as we in shut up, sit there, and listen to this talking head. They, they, they're looking for something different than this. And we're on a bridge here. And I think we're in our chrysalis stage. I really do. I think we're in our chrysalis stage, and we are, are struggling to do our best and it's wonderful, 
And there is something magnificent and wonderful that is waiting to be born that we are to midwife, that we just don't know what it is yet. But we are to midwife this. We are to allow God's Spirit to take us in a direction we can't even see for ourselves yet. We are the bird in the dark called to sing our song. Barbara Marks Hubbard is a spiritual visionary and author. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's amazing. Um, Barbara Marks Hubbard, she writes this. She says, I believe what we are becoming is new and open-ended, that we have not yet fully experienced our potential. No kidding. As we learn to use our radical new powers of science and technology, combined with our higher consciousness and deep wisdom, we will give birth to a society equal to our spiritual and social potential, and a new humanity that is yet only imagined in its full expression. We are the crossover generation from one phase of evolution to the next. And I believe we are, we are a crossover generation from one way of expression to the next. There's another author I want to read from, because we're standing on this bridge. This is Sonia Renee Taylor, and she calls this call to dream. Sonia writes, we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal, other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. She writes, we should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all humanity and nature. Amen. Amen. So, I'm going to ask Nicholas to come up and join me here. I'd like to um, lead us on a little visual meditation, a guided meditation, if you will, before we close. So I invite you to close your eyes for a moment now. And I'm going to take us back. We're going to go back to June of 1951. In June of 1951, and the dedication ceremony for the Bridge of Faith at Unity Village. So as you close your eyes, imagine that it is a beautiful, beautiful June day. And we're out in the courtyard. You can feel the grass beneath your toes, beneath your feet. You feel the warm sun shining down on your skin. And there's a light breeze trickling over the hairs on your arm. You feel it on your forehead. There's an energy of God vibrating here. 
that is alive. And you hear the hubbub of other people gathering around you. You feel the energy of these other people who are sitting with you in this courtyard. And there's an anticipation as we dedicate this bridge, this bridge of transformation. And we listen to these words now, these words which were the exact same words which were spoken that day in June of 1951 by Unity Minister Ernest Wilson. A bridge is an affirmation. It is man's assertion of I can to nature's challenge you cannot. It is a symbol of the pathway from frustration to fulfillment. And this is the essence of the message of our founders. The greatest testimonial we can give to Charles and Myrtle is not to admire what they had accomplished, but to find in ourselves that same quickening spirit. These are troubled times, and the dark shadows of war are on the world. Thousands of young people are giving the greatest measure of devotion for ideals. If ever there was a time when men should lift up their hearts and find a pattern of faith to emulate, it is now. And as we take these words in, I invite you to consider in your own heart center What layers or thoughts or belief patterns? Is it time to surrender? What is it time to let go of that would hinder us from our becoming more? That would hinder us from being a brighter, greater expression of God in our lives and in the life of this ministry? What are we ready to release and let go so we can cross that bridge? That we can be all God has called us to be in this time, in this generation. We know that that Spirit of God is already with us and ours is but to listen, to listen to feel that light and to sing, to sing our song. And so as we leave this time of meditation, we do so with a little bit of clarity that there are some things to let go of in order to step into our greatness and that it is already here within us. And so we release this time of prayer, of meditation, and we do so with profound gratitude for this exciting journey on the bridge 
of faith. And so it is. Amen. So for your spiritual practice this week, I invite you to have some time apart, just you and God, whatever that means for you, you and nature, you and whatever, but to be with that energy and to listen in. Maybe it's in your meditation chair at home, maybe it's in the backyard, maybe it's in the park, wherever you feel most connected to that spirit of God, and to ask, what is it time for me to surrender and let go of? So I can step into my greatness, my next calling as a full, bright, new expression of God in this world. Because that's who you already are. It's who you already are. Namaste. Thank you.
Yes. Uh, who remembers the info, prayer chaplain info? There's a prayer chaplain at unityfh.com. You can send us an email. We will call you. We will pray with you. We are a praying church. We will support you. You can indeed lean on us. Thank you for that. That was wonderful. <clears throat> Okay, at this time, we will take a minute and embrace what you're lead, led to give Unity of Farmington Hills. You may give by check, by mail. You may go on our website. Uh, there will be someone in the back of the sanctuary to collect your money. And just, just give what you're led to give. And we're so grateful for you for what you do. And together, we will repeat our love offering, divine love through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And together we'll say our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is well. All is well. Anything else, uh, Reverend Pose? Would you come up front, please? <laughs> We'd like to give him the unity of FH blessing. I'll repeat it uh, just so that you know what it is if you've not done it before. You're probably as relieved as I. I thought I had to say <laughs> some more. You. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we rub our hands together just to get the friction. And we put our palms towards the person. And I'll repeat this, just, I'll say this just so you know it. But we say to this, to this wonderful speaker, this wonderful supporter, someone that we lean on as Unity of Farmington Hills, we love you, we appreciate you, we bless you, and we behold the Christ in you. Together, we love you, we appreciate you, we bless you, and we behold the Christ in you. Right back at you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.